Hello and welcome to the Damn Wines Fitness Podcast, the show where we look to empower you to learn, implement and improve. We'll look at all things fitness, nutrition, mindset and self-development. I'm your host, Dan Wines, and here is this week's episode. Okay. Hi, thank you all so much for jumping on today. Oh my God, 42 of us. I am so excited for what you're about to like receive tonight. We're so lucky that the incredible Dan has joined us to basically give us a bit of an insight into his world in the fitness industry and to kind of chat through how his personal development, self-development work links into that because I think so much on calls and stuff um, and the way that we on Zoom every time it is always people within Arbonne that we hear from so I just thought it'd be a really nice experience for us all to hear from somebody completely outside of network marketing completely outside of Arbonne who still does personal development it's not just people in this business who do personal development so I'm going to be recording the call um, and we've also got so myself and then the twins will be doing bits of sort of like question and answers and stuff with Dan as well as if you think of any questions during the call bang them in the chat let's blow up this chat I'm so excited and um, I'm going to spotlight Dan's video here he is trying to find you there you are yay perfect let me just hit the record button okay perfect so we are recording on my are you recording on your screen as well yeah I am I've got it now perfect amazing so I will kind of well, Brie, I'll give you a tiny little brief, and then I'm going to let Dan sort of just go into it and explain sort of his background. But Dan has recently started his own podcast, which we're going to be using um, this footage for, as well as um, a fitness coach, nutrition coach, um, and just kind of all-round awesome guy. So I'm going to pass over to you, Dan, and let you give everyone a bit of a brief um, on your background and everything, and then we'll get straight into it with some questions that we've already got prepared, and then we'll have a look into the chat as well. Perfect. Um, well, thanks for having me on, Lily. Obviously, this is an amazing privilege to obviously be able to tell my story and be able to help you out, tell you about uh, my self-development and, and kind of what I've come from to where I am now. Um, so I, I basically, just to give you some context, like I've not always been this outgoing, confident um, person that you might see on social media or photo shoots or any of that sort of thing. So I actually, I've come from a background of I had no self-confidence whatsoever. Like I was crippled by, um, you know, like I was, I didn't really, I didn't really like my teenage years, you know, like I wasn't, I wasn't a confident, happy guy because I was so skinny. Like I came from a place where I weighed eight stone at the age of 16 and 17 years old. So for me, that's like crazy, crazy skinny. I'm 5'11". So that's, that's really, really lean. I remember being in sixth form and girls arms were bigger than mine and it just you know it just really affected me on a level that you know I, I didn't necessarily know at the time as to why I wasn't I guess the happiest person um but yeah so I, I think really where I I started to change that was I, I got into the gym and it's kind of your stereotypical story where as I got more and more into the gym I started to see my body change my mind started to change as well. And and my confidence, my self-esteem, the way that I started to view the world changed. And it sounds, it sounds so cliche, but I can't tell you how much that I started to take the lessons from the gym into the real world. So for example, stuff like I would go into the gym and I'd actually aim to fail. And that sounds like such a peculiar concept. Like, you know, if I just give you an example of a bicep curl or, you know, any exercise, 
you're looking to fail to get a certain result. And and I was so scared of failure. I was so scared of being judged, you know, for being skinny or weak. You know, it took me a long time to kind of accept that that principle as, you know, this is what I need to do and this is how I'm actually going to get to the next step. So for me, I saw massive changes in my mindset just to begin with. And then I was like, you know what, I, I kind of got into a position where I'd finished my A-levels and I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do next. I really, really struggled with purpose. I didn't know, you know, I, I, I literally had applied to go to university, but I kind of in that process realized I didn't, you know, actually want to go. I was just kind of following like the social norm of, you know, you go to college, you go to university, you get a job. But I didn't actually know what I wanted to do. So I was kind of like, well, what do I do? So I I decided like, look, you know, university is not for me. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there and just party and, and you know, come out with loads of debt. And, you know, which is, I, I have no problem with people going to university, following that path, if that if you know what you want to do. If that's like your calling and you need to get to, go to you need to get to the position you need to, by all means, incredible. Um, but I was completely lost. So basically, I spent about six months of like searching of what I enjoyed. And that was like a really difficult period for me because when you start talking to other people about like work and, you know, what they do, a lot of people's mindsets are, you know, it's a job. Like I do it because it pays the bills. And I wanted more for my life than that. Not, not, I didn't want to be rich. I just wanted to enjoy something that I was doing for 90% of my life, you know, whether it was working or just the amount of actual time that I was spending, you know, from the age of 18 to what, 65, 70, when we, when we retire. And I didn't want to just kind of do something to pay bills, you know? So I suddenly realized I, I loved, I absolutely loved the gym. I really loved the gym and it, and it, I didn't know how to monetize that, how to make that a job, because we're talking nine, 10 years ago when the fitness industry wasn't what it is now, you know, personal training wasn't viewed as a career path. It was viewed as a um, like a part-time thing that at the time it was, you know, policemen, firemen, people were doing that as like a an extra job on the side of things. There wasn't really many people doing it and making a career out of it. So when I was telling people like, look, you know, I've suddenly come up with this idea. I'm going to train people. I'm going to try and give people a little bit of what I've experienced, like gone from this boy who I literally couldn't have had my photo being taken. Like it's hilarious now when I say that, but I literally couldn't have gone from like if you took a photo of me when I was on holiday or something, I'd have been like, I need to see that photo. Like, I need to see it. Like, I, I, I literally was so insecure. I cannot, I cannot even explain to you. Um, I have very little photos of me from the ages of about 12 to about 16, 17. And that's actually one of my big, biggest regrets because I wish I had a photo of me that skinny to just be like, look, that's me then, this is me now. But I don't have that. Um but I kind of had a lot of people doubting that because there wasn't a career that was like clearly labeled out. Like, you know, if you wanted to be an engineer or an architect, architect, you know, there's a career path. There's lots of people that were doing that. But when I was doing it, it was so new and not many people were doing that. So the idea behind it was I just wanted to help people. I just wanted to bring something to the table that, you know, fulfilled me and made me feel like I was making a difference. Like I want to basically get to a point where I'm helping people that are either suffering like I was or just, you know, want to like achieve and get to that next level. So basically I've, I've been doing that now for nine years and 
it's been the best ride of my life. I, I cannot tell you how much I will push people now to just go and like, I'm not going to, not going to say that I'm living like the dream lifestyle because like, I'm not like I'm, you know, I still have to pay bills and all those sorts of things as well, but I don't care. Like I've got so much passion and drive for what I'm trying to achieve because there's a big why behind this for me. It doesn't make a difference. Like I'm not, I'm not in this for money and fame. I'm in this to help a lot of people. And the more people I help, like the more impact I make, that's that's the best and most rewarding thing for me. Um, so sorry, I've I've really digressed there, but basically, um, moving on a little bit. So when I got into personal training, I then thought, you know what, I need something else to help myself grow, like help myself develop. Like what can I do to? Yes, I've experienced this increase in self-esteem, this increase in drive because now I'm helping other people, but I'm still suffering with some of the demons. Like I still have fears. Like how can I? take myself to that next level. So for me, I decided, right, I'm going to compete as a fitness model. So I don't know if any of you guys have seen what fitness modeling is, but it's basically, <laughs> for want of explaining it in a better way, you get on stage in like the smallest pair of Speedos you can possibly imagine, get tanned up like in mahogany, like, like the brownest tan you've ever seen, and you basically stand there completely almost naked in front of a few thousand people and there's judges like four or five judges all looking at you and like a row of other people on stage and at that time like that like petrified me as well and I thought you know what I want to do it because it's something that I want to aim towards I know I wasn't ready at that time but I thought you know what, if I don't do it now it's never going to happen so I thought right I'll do it started researching it entered my first competition and then one of my friends was actually already in the industry so he kind of helped guide me and motivate me through that process and you know if I was a bit like I don't know if I could do this it, he was kind of like the shoulder to be like look you know don't worry it's fine you're having a moment you're gonna love it trust me and I remember uh, he was also doing a photo shoot as part of that process and uh, remember I had this massive phobia of being in front of the camera so basically if it wasn't for him I remember I woke up the morning of the photo shoot and like I was the best I'd ever looked. Like I knew that, but I still didn't want to be photographed because I just felt like I was still going to be judged. I felt like I was um, not where I wanted to be. And I just kind of, that kind of, um, that negative train of thoughts just really overwhelmed me. And if it wasn't for him, it would have definitely been a, a situation where I'd have been like, oh, I'm not turning up. But literally I was not looking like, um, I, I yeah, I didn't want to, my ego would not have let me um, make myself look bad in front of my friends. So I basically did the macho guy thing. I was like, yeah, let's go, let's do it. Petrified, literally turned up to that photo shoot. Um, and for the first like 20 minutes, hated every second of it. And I'm not going to lie, but I was working with a photographer called Simon. And uh, about 20 minutes in, he could tell I wasn't, I wasn't enjoying it. And he literally just flipped the camera around and showed me the image of what he'd taken and some of them I was just literally scrolling through them. And I cannot tell you how differently I viewed myself versus how the camera like picked me up. I was literally blown, like instantly, all of those fears or all of those insecurities were just shattered because I looked at it and was like, holy shit, that literally cannot be me because I still viewed myself as this like skinny, weak um like teenager and I looked and I was like that is so not me and I loved it and 
And it was kind of like an epiphany there that I'd kind of ruined 20 minutes of this experience that was literally, I cannot tell you how life changing that was because I then kind of put the two and two together and was like, okay, I was petrified, but now I'm, I'm kind of, I had to take that step. I had to go through that discomfort. I had to go through that pain, that suffering to recognize that actually the biggest fear was the, like, the fear of the fear, you know, that I know that sounds really weird, but that was the reality. Like it didn't, I didn't look how I thought I looked. And I think that, that I suddenly realized then um, I needed to do things that I was uncomfortable with to get to where I wanted to be and be the person that I wanted to be. I had to fight through the suffering. I had to fight through situations that I was just inherently uncomfortable with. And that's pretty much what I've done now. Like now I've reframed it. So when I'm scared of something, it's really weird to say, but I kind of, I'm like, I urge and run towards it as opposed to like coming back away from it and getting freaked out. I, I really will chase something down that, that frightens me. Like I really will. It's weird. Yes, perfect. Thank you so much, Dan, for that little intro. And I love how you're saying like you just booked the competition just to go to it as opposed to just like wait until you feel ready. Yeah. Book it in, then it's in the diary. The date is there, you know it's happening. And um, so I absolutely love that. So one of the questions that we got given, um, which I absolutely love, so I picked my favourites from the from the questions that we got, was in terms of motivation, yeah. I know a lot of us, obviously, when you have a job to go to, when you went to school, you would never like not go because you'd get fired. Yeah. But, but with obviously running a business like this, you have to motivate yourself. And even if you don't do it, nothing like you're not going to get fired or anything like that. So in terms of like motivation, what do you find are the best ways to motivate yourself, especially when you may be feeling in a bit of a funk and you, you wake up and you're like, oh my God, not today. How do you then turn that around and like get yourself into like a motivated state? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think I think for me, I had to learn very early on that motivation was something that was very momentary. Like if I explain it in a way that, you know, we've all been in that position where, uh, New Year's, for example, you'll wait, you'll go to bed on New Year's and you're like, right, tomorrow I am going to completely change my life. Like I'm going to do blah, 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 blah. And then tomorrow comes and then inevitably, you know, you're tired, you know, whatever the situation might be, that like sudden spurt of, oh, I'm going to completely change my life. It weans away. And I think there's two reasons why this happens. It's because one, it is only a momentary response. Like motivation isn't there to be a sustained kind of emotion. It's there to cause action in like straight away, like instantly. If you don't take action instantly, then that motivation will go. Um, but, but the second reason I think more than anything is you need a why, like you cannot be motivated unless you have a strong emotional why. And, and for me, if I just tell you my why, like my why is not, I don't want to be successful because I want to make money. Like I want to be successful because it gives me a platform to be able to help as many people overcome self-esteem, overcome confidence issues and just be happier and, and, and live a better life. So that's my business why. My personal why for why I train, why I'm motivated is I need to be the best person that I can possibly be. And, you know, my emotional reason when I first got started would have been, I want to look good in the mirror and I want to look confident 
when I'm walking down the street. Not for any other reason than just my own personal happiness. So you need a why for sure. But <coughs> dedication is something that is going to get you the results. It's not motivation. Dedication is a longer term emotion that, well, not emotion. It's just a longer term principle that if you if you commit to something, the longer you commit to something, the best results you have. So if I have a client that comes to me and goes, okay, I want to do something in eight weeks. I'm like, okay, great. The problem is I can get you there, but then it's very hard to stay there in eight weeks because you've not developed the skills, you've not developed the knowledge, you've not developed um, the behavioral patterns to be able to keep something in place for that afterwards. Like, what is, what's the point? You need to do something that is going to be sustained and you're going to get results for a long time. So you need a, a why, you need like the dedication to it, and you need a plan. You need a plan that's structured. Um, so, for example, with business, there's lots of different things that go into business. You've got your sales, you've got your marketing, you've got like contact, you've got relationship building, like, all of these sorts of things. If that, for me, I've had to take a very analytical ap approach to my business because otherwise my brain is very like, it just like fires off in different directions and I get like, I swear I'm a little bit ADHD, I'm not even gonna lie to you, but my my, uh, my brain just doesn't stick with one train of thought. So I have to give myself specific times of the day or specific days to have a focus on a specific topic. So like for at the moment I'm working on each day is a specific thing. So marketing on one day, so I'm coming up with new ideas, like how can I get that out to as many people, those sorts of things. And if I have an idea that isn't related to that, I just write it down and then that's for the, the next day's work because otherwise it's just not happening for me. But yeah, yeah. whether it's fitness or business, you need consistency. So uh, I'll give you an example in fitness. Michael Phelps is the most decorated Olympian of all time. And while he was doing his training, he was doing two to three swimming workouts per day all year round until the Olympics, right? Now, the other swimmers that he was competing against were doing one to two at most. So he just refused to be outworked. And I think that's something that I think a lot of people overlook. Like, I don't think it is just about motivation. It's just about, you know, putting in a ridiculous amount of work, building your skill set, making sure that your mindset is productive and just keep on learning. Like, I could give you loads of examples. Cristiano Ronaldo is another sportsman. Um, Kobe Bryant, like those guys, like you hear countless stories of them where, you know, all of their teammate have got, teammates have gone back to the changing rooms and they've carried on in the gym. They've carried on doing like skill work, whatever it might be. And I think, you know, you've got to respect that. You cannot think that motivation is going to take you the whole way. The motivation is that initial uh, firelighter and then the rest of it is you, your hard work, your effort and, and what you're willing to endure to achieve your goals, I guess. Um, a, yeah. a great book, a great book that I read, um, Simon Sinek's Start With Why. I don't know if any of you have read that book, but that mm -hmm. is a phenomenal book in terms of literally finding your why and explaining, it explains basically how to find it and then how to utilize it within your business. So Apple are incredible at marketing with their why. You know, they will tell you, about a product and why you know as a as a lifestyle it makes it better for you as opposed to like the features for example whereas most of the companies will be like you know our our phone has you know this gigabytes of like i'm not technical at all with computers so i haven't got a clue what that means but you know apple you look at their marketing it's very much they portray a lifestyle they they 
they make you feel the why, and that's why they're so popular. Also, another motivational book that I read, um, and another motivational person that you should definitely look into if you haven't, Mel Robbins, um, The Five Second Rule. So she did an incredible speech. Yes, I can see someone like pumping up with that one. Um, yeah, so that, if you haven't heard that speech, go listen to that speech. Like I had that speech on repeat on my like speech playlist for about a year because it's just phenomenal. Like, and it's so true before you have that like cognitive, like kicking of that, you know, negative thought loop, just do something. It works every single time. Um, so yeah, if you're struggling, so moving on to like, if you're struggling with motivation, some tips and tricks that I use, I use a lot of visualization. So what I really like is, um, I like to visualize myself. Uh, I, I don't know where I picked this up from. I'm sure I've heard this from someone else. Um, I like to visualize myself at the end of my life, talking to my grandkids, talking to my, my children and, you know, my family and, you know, telling them all the opportunities that I took. And then every now and then I visualize myself as someone that didn't take those opportunities. And then I like to compare and contrast the two. Um, and I've very much decided that I don't want to miss an opportunity. I know that's a very flawed logic because by taking one opportunity, you're always going to miss another. But somehow in my mind, I've decided that I'm going to try and not miss any. Um, so I think that that's something that I've, I, I really don't want to miss. I don't want to get to the end of my life and, and be full of regret. I don't want to um, pass that on to my kids either. You know, I don't have any children, but when I do, I want to have the mindset instilled in them that they can do anything and they should take every opportunity that they can. Amazing. Absolutely love that. And actually, Mel Robbins spoke at one of our Arbonne conferences. Incredible. So we know exactly who you mean. And she yeah. is insane. So, yeah, that's amazing. I love the fact that you said that you can't just have a why. Because when we start this business, we all create our why story, which is forever changing. Mm. But also, graft. And I love the fact you pointed out and didn't just say, yeah, you need a why and it's it'll yeah. work <laughs> so massive all in flat um another question that was quite high up a lot of people said and um, sort of how do you deal with comparison and rejection because mm -hmm. with this business you know we get a lot of rejection yeah. we still have to keep going and keep going so how yeah. do you deal with that uh so with comparison um yeah that's an interesting point so with the comparison i would say it's particularly hard nowadays with social media so Instagram lifestyles, Facebook, like whatever it might be, Snapchat, any of them, TikTok is the latest one. I think what you've got to remember is social media at all times is a highlight reel. First and foremost, it's a highlight reel. And second, and probably most importantly, you are always being marketed to. So whether it's a business or whether it's a person, they are 100% marketing whether it's an image um education like whatever it might be everyone has their own agenda with social media so first and foremost you cannot look at social media and go you know this is you know what i want to look like because again you've got like you don't know what that image has had done to it has it been photoshopped is it good angles is it good lighting is it makeup um you know with guys you know how many years have they been training in the gym same with girls you know I think it all boils down to basically carving your own path in the sand. So there's no, there's no rush. And I think 
I'll use I'll, I'll explain it in a way that I think is really relatable. I think a lot of us. I mean, I'm 27 now, so I'm starting to get to that age where a lot of my friends are married. A lot of my friends are engaged. Some are having kids. So I'm at a really weird point in my life where there's a lot of external pressure or societal pressure for people of my age to be doing those things, to tick those boxes, to buy the house, to get the car, like blah, 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 all of those things. And I think that what we need to remember is there is no timeline on this. You know, some people are going to do these things sooner, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Like their goal in life is different to your goal. What is your goal? What is your passion? And then you have to base everything on that. Like the reason I mention those, like I say, is it's not always just about, you know, the body. It's not always about fitness. It's like it can be business and money as well. Like you can easily compare yourself to that. You know, look on social media, like people flashing ridiculous lifestyles like I've got so many friends in I won't say friends I've got so many people that I know in that kind of world and I cannot tell you how fake it is like you know I've got friends again I use that word but I've got people that I know who rent yachts and there's a group of them doing it you know and they're pretending it's their yacht and I've got you know people that I I know for a fact have just tried on a Rolex in the in the store gone and taken a sneaky photo of it and then said that they're buying it you know so I think that's you have to remember that it's fake you have to remember with social media that it's very much a marketing tool so whether they're you know an influencer business or just a person they're trying to portray a lifestyle to you and I think as soon as you do that it becomes a lot easier in terms of the comparison but also something that helped me massively is uh, I saw not too long ago there was a like an infographic of like successful people that had set up businesses and the age that they'd set them up at. Uh, and I think Colonel Sanders, which is a, a real weird, like I, I get the irony of me bringing up that as an example, because he's the creator of KFC, but he didn't start KFC until I think it was 52. And I think that kind of, I think that says a lot, you know, I don't think, you know, just because you could get to the age of 30, 40, 50, that doesn't mean anything. Like you, you can start at any point and still be and still reach the goals that you have. And I think it's all about staying true to your goals and who you are as opposed to what you think you should be or comparing to others. I think that, again, it's just recognizing your journey. It's your life. You can do whatever you want, of course. But we all work on different timelines, different time scales, and you know, if I use a fitness example in the gym, what I hear a lot from people is um, I'm self-conscious of going to the weights area or I'm self-conscious of going to the gym because there's there's girls there that are in much better shape than me. I'm scared of being judged. Like this is exactly the same when it comes to like comparison in general. So it's it's just a case of, look, this is your journey. Where are you starting and where are you going? That's all that you, you need to have those blinkers on and that's all that should matter to you. Yeah, perfect. I love that. And I think as well for me, I, the example that I often give my team is, like, I'm, I say I was a swimmer. I definitely wasn't like a competitive swimmer. But I, like in my school year, that's something that I was really into and was quite good at. Yeah. And like the one thing that they would always kind of say to us is when you swim in a race, 
there's like the number one rule is do not look at any other lane because all it does is slow you down and that's why you see at the end of a swimming race everyone bobs their heads up and they're looking around to see who won because they actually have no idea and that's the thing is that if you completely stay in your lane and like well i just start andy popping the chat don't look left don't look right just go for it then you're gonna get there so much faster than just wasting time looking around you and looking what everyone else is doing so i love that um and like really quick answer for this one because then I've got like literally like one more that I don't want to miss off. And um, I know we're getting a little bit pushed time, but yeah. So really quick one is um, in terms of like challenging things that you face, what would you say is the most challenging thing you've faced? And linking into that, what mm-hmm. ways do you find really helpful to like track your success and track your progress with stuff? I think everyone's the same with this biggest challenge. For me, it was overcoming my own mind and the, I think self-conceived limitations like self-belief systems that I put on myself um and I think the biggest one is the fear of failure I think that is the biggest self-fulfilling prophecy you will ever come across so if you're scared of judgment or if you're scared of um you know looking or or appearing in a negative light for asking for a sale or whatever it might be you're never going to get it like you have to be confident when you're asking for a sale you have to like otherwise if you're not confident asking for a sale the person that's going to buy off you is not going to be confident that you can deliver. Um, so I think the most challenging thing is overcoming your own belief system at the moment, because that can, that can completely change. Like your brain is malleable. It will completely shift to what you want it to do, but it does take a long time. It does take a lot of effort. It does take a lot of self-development to do that. But in order to overcome that little voice in your head, you know, you have to do things that are going to be very challenging to you. So everyone's voice is going to tell them different things, you know, whether it, it it's your insecurities, you know, so whatever your insecurity is, is something that will be portrayed in a given situation. So for example, um, you me- mentioned earlier, I didn't actually answer, so I'm sorry, but you mentioned about rejection. So I think rejection is a huge thing that a lot of people are very, very um, nervous of, but you are instantly rejected if you actually don't take that opportunity like there was a good quote as well that i I heard a few years ago is you miss all of the shots that you don't take you cannot you cannot miss opportunities like that person that you're talking to or think oh you know they're not interested or whatever it could be that opportunity where you go up the next level or you make a contact that provides you with 10 different leads or whatever it might be um overcoming that is essential I did this by researching people that I was inspired by. And then I kind of looked at their routines, their daily schedules and thought, you know what? There's there's nothing special about them. And I, and I say that without any ego. I say that I, I don't think I'm special at all. I don't think any of us are special. I think we're all on a level playing field. And I think that, you know, if we want to achieve something, you've got to, you know, really push. And they they were doing nothing that wasn't, something that I could do you know they were reading books they were learning stuff they were just working ridiculously hard for stuff that they wanted to achieve and you know it's going to go against everything that you believe in it is really going to like fighting against that voice in your head is going to be horrendous like it's not going to feel good it's not going to feel comfortable but you have to lean into that suffering and pain and then you realize it isn't that bad it really isn't Um, And if we just go back to my phobia of me in front of the camera, that's a perfect example of that. I don't have that now. I've got completely over that. And any phobia that I, or something that makes me uncomfortable, I just research it. Like, why, why do I feel uncomfortable? 
what what is it about that situation or circumstance that makes them feel uncomfortable like i have a weird fascination with sharks because i'll be honest with you like when i go in the sea i feel like they're going to eat me so i literally research them and figure out like you know what what why why am i scared of them and it's because i don't understand them so when i understand them you know and now i'm going to be hopefully i was this year going to be going shark diving but obviously corona has other ideas so we're going to be going next year and overcoming that fear yeah yeah i love that literally my favorite part of what you've just said was leaning into it yeah i just think it's it is so important and we always you know coach our guys to do that like wherever you feel uncomfortable that is where the magic happens and you can totally see that through you know how you're talking like how you're inspiring us guys your positivity you can see that you've leaned into a lot and it's you know got you to where you are now which is amazing so yeah the last uh, question i have is uh, what is so important about personal development Mm -hmm. and why do you think everyone needs to do it so I'll answer this question with a quote that I heard. Um, Your current self has taken you as far as it will ever take you. So I guess it depends on what your goals and ambitions are. So if you have lofty goals and ambitions, you are going to have to do a ton of self-development. You are going to have to be the like perceptual learner. You're just going to have to keep learning, keep developing. And I think... I think it's essential, you know, I really think we should be doing this kind of stuff in schools. I think we should be doing more mindsets, more learning on psychology, because I think that if we can control the brain, I think it opens up a lot more doors. And I think it's so hard to do that. And I think we're not taught enough about that at school. Like I would love that to be part of like our curriculum from a very young age. Um, but I think as well, the just, just, you have to realize that people are doing incredible things right now. Like, I don't want to patronize anyone, but if those people are doing incredible things, what is to stop any single one of us on this call or people that you know doing the same thing? Astronauts, you know, there's people literally right now on the International Space Station doing ridiculous things. Um, Oh my God, what's his name? The owner of Tesla. Oh my God. Anyway, he... And just said, look, look, you know what? I'm going to sell my business. I'm going to set up SpaceX and Tesla. And, you know, now he's like, he's literally like Tony Stark in real life. He's sending rockets up to space and, you know, doing space exploration. And yeah, like these guys are ridiculously sex- successful. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, why can that not be you? Like they're self-made. Like, you know, that could be me. That could be any one of you. That doesn't Elon Musk. Thank you. That's killed me. That has. Okay, um, but also as well, like for me, it, it's so important to be able to look at what you've been given in life. So limiting belief systems, you know, your, like behaviors, behaviors you're exposed to, the environment you're exposed to, like your skill set. Like if you're looking at all of those, like you're learning about yourself and even if it's not about success and it's just about personal happiness, like for me, that can only be like a phenomenal thing. If you understand who you are and what fulfills you and what makes you happy, what doesn't, you know, fulfill you and what makes you unhappy, then that's like perfect. Like you as a person will not need the gratification of others. Like you won't get yourself in situations where you're going to potentially become depressed. Um, But I heard a great quote that I did share with Lily before from Zig Ziglar. Um, So I'm going to read it because I want to get it word for word. 
So the seed of a bamboo tree is planted, fertilized and watered. Nothing happens for the first year. There's no sign of growth, not even a hint. The same thing happens or doesn't happen the second year. And then the third year, the tree is carefully watered and fertilized each year, but nothing shows, no growth, no anything. For eight years, this can continue. Eight years. And then after those eight years of fertilizing and watering have passed with nothing to show for it, the bamboo tree suddenly sprouts and grows 30 feet in three months. Now, for me, that is a phenomenal quote because self-development, I think that is perfect for self-development because, you know, when you go to the gym, you train, you get a visual, you know, representation of your hard work. You don't get that with self-development. Now, you will get that when you look back. So, you know, things like journals, diaries, like you will see the mindset shift over a larger scale time period and the way that you view the world and the way that you interact with people. But you're not going to see it, you know, in a couple of weeks. But you will, I can I can guarantee you, you will see it. And it's just something that you're going to have to put in a lot of hard work and effort. And for, you know, six months, 12 months, it's going to be hard. And, and it might feel like you're not getting anywhere. But as soon as you've, you know, those roots have grown, just like with the bamboo plant, all of a sudden, when everything starts to click, and it will, you'll you'll get to a point where you're reading certain audiobooks and and things just fire, and you're like, oh my god, I've never thought about something like that. And then things just start that that momentum just builds, and then you're going to grow thirty feet. You know, so just keep doing it. For me, self development is the most single important thing. I love that, and I, obviously, me and you have chatted about that quote, and it makes me quite emotional actually because I think it. Some people will stop before they see the growth. People, it's like that um, that picture you might have seen of someone mining, and they're so close yes. to the gold, yes. and then they quit, and it's like, oh, you're so close, but obviously, because you can't see it, you don't. You sometimes stop. And I read a quote that we didn't talk about being like they're self-made. I read this quote and I loved it, and it was basically saying everybody's self-made. It's only the successful that will admit it. Mm-hmm. And I just love that because you always hear about self-made, self-made this, self-made that. Everyone's self-made. Yeah. But it is only the successful people that are shouting about being self-made because they've actually done something with what they've made of themselves, mm-hmm. which I absolutely love that. Um, and literally the last thing for me is about two things I want you to mention because I'm, I'm thinking you've gone. <laughs> mention the two books um, in links to rejection and comparison. Oh, so um, one book would be The Way of the Wolf. Yeah, I recommended that to Lily and she's gone and got it. That is a phenomenal book. So that basically teaches you to not only market well. So uh, if you've heard of neuro-linguistic programming, he basically uses that, but then takes it up another level in terms of the tonality and the pitch in your voice and the way that you communicate with people. So that phenomenal for selling to people and then overcoming um, objections and basically closing a deal. So not just selling. That's phenomenal. And then the second book that I would recommend is Oversubscribed. That, if you've not read that book, is for, I can't remember the author's name, but it's on Audible. And if you just type in Oversubscribed, it will come up on Google. But that basically teaches you how to sell and how to basically be sold out or you know, very close to being sold out using the science and like maths behind, you know, um, signaling and marketing, and then also actually making sure that it follows through. So 
that for me, those were two books that I spent the whole time listening to. And normally with an audiobook, I'm listening and doing something else like working or, you know, doing a household chore, driving. I literally had to stop, pull over my car. I'm not joking, not making this story up. I had to pull over my car and literally just get my notepad out and just write as I was listening to it. I literally sat there for like an hour, just couldn't stop. I had to pause the audiobook because I was like, I don't want to miss anything on both of those books. Love that. Thank you so much. Yeah. I just wanted to just go back to that because I thought I didn't want anyone to miss out on those. So I will post those in Green Elite afterwards. I will post that quote if you could send me that quote because I've had my phone blowing up saying get in to send that quote about the bamboo um, and also those two books and the authors. I'll post them into Green Elite. And literally my last question for you, Dan, I know this is something we've chatted about, mm -hmm. is, and I think this is a question that everybody should be asking themselves right now, is what will be your story from this time? Obviously, this time is a little bit weird with the yeah. whole situation that's going on. But when you look back in 10 years, you talk about, oh, the pandemic, because our kids are going to be learning about this in history. Yeah, what are you going to say yeah. is your story? What is your, yeah, what is your story for this whole period of time? What are you going to be able to say? For me, I, I, I want to use the pandemic or my pandemic story as an opportunity to spot the opportunity in life. So Einstein said, that, that was what he said, and I've I've tried very hard um, to develop the mindset where I spot the positivity or the, the opportunity in every situation. And, and that is difficult. Obviously, what we're going through at the moment is terrible. You know, we're going to have some real bad side effects in terms of mental health, financial, like loads of it. You cannot, you cannot list it. You know, the actual physical repercussions of the pandemic as well. But I want to use this opportunity to be able to use this time to help and better serve others. So that's why I set up my podcast, because I've been speaking about doing a podcast for so long. Um, a good podcast, actually, that you should all check out is not like check mine out by all means. That's a shameless plug. But check out Impact Theory. That was one of the things that really, like in 2017, really piqued my interest with um, you know, personal development, self-development, those sorts of things. Um, but also with the opportunities now, like I normally just do online training with the clients. You know, I haven't really done any PT for a long time, but I noticed that, you know, all the gyms are shut. No one's doing anything. I've used this opportunity to start outdoor personal training people when they ease the restrictions so that I could do one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and then when they ease the instruct, um, the restrictions again, it was, uh, I'm now, I've now set up a network of group training sessions to be able to help up to six people at a time and that's gone phenomenally well like i cannot tell you how much people have enjoyed doing exercise in the weather that we've had so again i've used this opportunity to kind of really double down on my my why of helping as many people as possible um also you know learning new ways to be able to better serve people i think with any business in this time period you need to adapt so using zoom i've used zoom to personal train clients who you know are higher risk. I've used Zoom to, you know, come communicate and contact with a lot of people with business stuff as well, where I'd normally do face-to-face -face meetings. Um, and I think I just want to make sure that I've used this opportunity to be the best version of myself. Like it's not a competition. I, I'll be very clear. Like I'm not trying to be the busiest person out there. I'm trying to be the most productive that I can possibly be. So sometimes that will come with days when you know I've specifically planned out rest because I'm terrible for that, because I enjoy what I do so much. This, I, like, I could easily work seven days and then suddenly not realize it. So I have to, sometimes you have to take that step back to take two steps forwards as well. 
So that's something that I'm really keen on mentioning to people because I think there's a very common trend to kind of just portray like the grind, the grind, the grind, but you obviously need to be fresh to be able to do that too. So having that day, two days, whatever it is for you that you need to be able to be productive, then take that. And then when you are working those days, run at everything you possibly can head first. Yes, thank you so much, Dan. Honestly, like I've just like been scribbling away. I've got so much from that. Um, and yeah, I just want I know on behalf of everyone, the chat is literally blowing up um, in terms of just everyone being so grateful. And if anyone does like have any other questions that they want to ask Dan, feel free to pop them in the chat. Um, I feel like we have covered so much um, with that. And I know that everyone is so grateful. Um, I hope that's been beneficial for you as well. And literally, like, you've had 51 people on here that you've got 15 <laughs> that you've been able to like inspire and I know that everyone is just so grateful for everything and it's so amazing to see how personal development does fit into so many people's lives in so many different areas and how crucial it is yeah. um, and the massive things I took from that is having a why and making that why super super solid that's yeah. going to help with things like motivation um, and obviously matching that with like a serious amount of effort and and staying in your own lane I think they're the two major things that I've taken from that and um, I know that it's so nice to be able to do this and you are one of the very like few guest speakers that we've ever had and I definitely think that we'd be up for doing more with people because of how successful this was so a massive thank you from me on behalf of everyone for giving us your time and giving us all those absolute bombs I've put loads of stuff on Instagram I know that loads of people else probably will have done so definitely tag Dan in everything that you've posted on social media we'll check out your podcast as well um, and I will post the quotes the podcast and the book links into Green Elite into our group chat for you all to have access and to that if you missed anything. But yeah, we'll leave it there and thank you. Let's just thank you so much. That's been so like beneficial for everyone I know. Thank you so much for listening. If you've taken any value away from this, then please share it with your friends, with your family, whoever you think would benefit from this episode. And I'll catch up with you all in the next episode.